Welcome, Deneen. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. So glad to have you as story number two on the I'm Not Sure But It's Okay podcast. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> the story of our lives, huh? I'm not right. sure, but it's okay. I am so excited to have you on the podcast as the second story, um, but also as my friend as an encourager um, to me, um, an encourager to others, and just a woman, mama, person, leading boldly and living life on your time. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And you know what? It's it's fitting because you are my second um, podcast where I'm the guest. And so me being your second interview or, you know, story and you being my second interviewer. <laughs> it fits. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So uh, again, we are just uh, letting the world in on some of the amazing conversations that we have behind the scenes about, <laughs> about living better, learning and unlearning, as well as leading boldly and I, I'm just so happy to have witnessed um, over the past few years your evolution uh, <laughs> in the revolution. <laughs> yeah, that's why they don't let me sing or run. So I'm going to stick to what I know. So <laughs> I seriously, like you put your mind to something and you make it happen. Um, I remember as you applied for your current position, um, both your son and I cheering you on. You had made up your mind, but we were just like, yes, do this. We need this. Uh, and he was still in high school and, you know, he knows mama and I know the need. You're working in mm -hmm. the community and what you do for people in general, your heart for people and doing the right thing and living authentically. So I'm so happy that I'm not even sure how you found me. If it was on uh, Inst not Instagram, because I wasn't on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, or somebody passed along um, a summer camp that turned into a summer uh, independent session with John. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I'm so glad that you were committed to leveling up your son by, by the way of investing in him um, in the way that he needed it. And then uh, afterwards, extending an invitation to my son, Miles, and I um, to be a part of your book club for boys Um yeah, people see bits and pieces of you, but there's so many different layers and levels and <sighs> yeah, so I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that we had a chance to bond as moms. You trusted me with your child, which is major. And thank you so much. You, you invited me as a mom and my child into another community of yours. You have 
volunteer your time, your talent, your resources, inviting me into your corporate setting. Um, <laughs> that was very trusting. I, I want you to know and I want the world to know that our relationship and our conversation is much deeper than this podcast. This is not an interview. This is a sisterhood, a true sisterhood that has been built organically over time. Um, you have, I'm saluting you now if you haven't <laughs> figured it out. Right. You, you have, um, you've stood in the gap for so many by just standing up. You've gone after in a segment within your corporation, a segment that you hadn't anticipated, but you decided, I'm going to go for it. You have shared stories um, professionally and personally and in our community, both living in the city of Birmingham, uh, Michigan, how um, they needed us there and that we were there in the right time through your advocacy with the Birmingham African American Parent Network, um, being a good neighbor, um, standing up and speaking up without saying I'm standing and speaking up, just posing the right questions. You know, that's, that's, oh, that's, that's my, uh, that's one of my biggest attractions. Like, so what do you think about this? And have you considered that? Yes. <laughs> so that is one of my fondest memories of seeing you evolve, but also um, that's the biggest attraction for me. Like you, you're unapologetic, but your heart is in the right place. You're not trying to tear anybody else down. You're very direct, but you, you bring solutions and you provide opportunities to open the doors for others. It's not about you only, you know, it's never about you only, even your gatherings at uh, Cottage Garrett. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, okay. I just wanted the uh, <laughs> listeners to hear that we're connected. We're true sister friends. Yes. Beyond titles, it goes much deeper and even on a uh, spiritual level. Yes, we lift each other up. So you're getting the real deal here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Denine, uh Tell us what you're working on, what your passion project is right now or projects. Um, and then we'll we'll go into whatever else. Yeah, Tony, thank you so much for that. That it, that was wonderful listening to you. The other night I had the opportunity to join in on a celebration of a coworker. Um, it was her 20 year anniversary. And there were so many different people who were on that call. And I was looking like, wow, how amazing. And I said, ma'am, you know, that's a testament to you and your person for all these folks to be here for you and all the kind words that they've shared. And so listening to you, I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. You know, um, there, you know, there are those who are, uh, will celebrate me as well. So given opportunity. So I definitely appreciate you for that, because as you said, uh, what I do, I do for others. And so, um, Celebrating myself is not something that happens that often, right? Um, and if I do, it's really more so just to say, hey, look at what I've accomplished to motivate another to do the same. So it's yeah. always about how does that impact another person? And as far as how we met, we actually met, I think it was Indira, um, a mutual friend who had, yes. yeah, she had posted 
um, about you and math and tutoring. And so I did indeed reach out for that support for my son. And, you know, that was then, this is now. And we are, we are friends. We have a friendship. We do bounce things off of one another. And so as you were just talking, I was reflecting on last year when I reached out to you and I said, hey, look at this and let me, and what do you get out of it? And your response was what I expected it to be, which was my intention. And what's interesting about that is the spark or what was the catalyst for me asking you that question, that particular person, every time I turn around is looking for my voice, you know, oh, here's an opportunity for you. Here's another opportunity for you. And it's just amazing to me. And what it demonstrates is be you, do you be authentic. Yes. You know, like, oh, okay, that's your issue, your problem. That's based on where you are in life. You know what I'm saying? I don't have anything to do with me. <laughs> so I'm going to continue to do and be me um, because I'm doing it for others. It's not just about me. Um, and even when I was praying, like, okay, I want to go to the next level in, in my in my career, it was to be in position to promote and to hire others. And to have a decision-making seat at the table, again, for others, to bring others along. So thank you for recognizing that. <laughs> yes, I, I, I didn't get it, but I did acknowledge that um, the individual that were was making those comments, um, something else was going on. Yes. But I've, 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 I'm so aware of myself and I check myself in that manner. And I've dealt with people for so many years, some through training and some through just hard knocks. Mm. <laughs> um, and I, I appreciate people and I acknowledge where they are on the, on that journey. And I've learned when to push in and ask questions to help them further <laughs> discover themselves. Um, by posing a question, but to also just be still and figure out when and how. And even with that conversation, you described something to me. And I don't know if you recall, I said, can you send me what was shared mm. in writing? And I said, hmm, okay, all right. And so we, without going into any details, we navigated through and it worked out. Um, there was a level of what some may perceive intimidation, there was a level of protection. And then I also recognized um, they, they weren't sure how to ask the question or how to engage um, without being demeaning um, or confrontational because they hadn't been taught that. And I encouraged you to continue doing what you were doing and to respond in a way that I didn't give you anything new. The way that you have proposed to respond, you're planning to respond and look, look at where life has you <laughs> as a result of doing you. You know, I don't use the phrase, do you boo, but I get it when people say it, but do you, be you, be oh, yeah. your best self. And as we discussed on your podcast briefly, we are evolving. So who I was last week, last month, yesterday, five years ago, may look totally different or somewhat similar to who I am now, but this is who I am now. So show up as you are today, each and every time you decide to show up. And, and that's all we can do. 
and you will be surrounded by those who are supposed to be there and those who aren't supposed to be there. If you're doing the right thing, um, that provision and a protection will, you know, send them along uh, another path. Yeah, absolutely. And so you asked about projects. So, so many different things and they happen to intersect. So Mm -hmm. my uh, professional life and then my personal life or my personal passions, they're all intertwined. So you mentioned the podcast, you were my guest last week and and that was a conversation I was able to kind of just sit back and talk because you are a friend and we were able to, you know, have that conversation And what's the name of the podcast, ma'am? An Intimate Conversation with (laughs) Women of Color. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. That name alone, I told you, it was so inviting. I was like, if I don't stop uh, commenting on every post she put up here. (laughs) No, 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 but you want to keep doing that. You want to keep doing that. Yeah, I was like, so just celebrating. I was like, I am so happy. I was like, listen, I need to talk to my sister. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. You know, just... It's so you, it's so reflective of who you are. And I know with your heart, it was challenging to narrow it down <laughs> because, you know, you have these similar intimate conversations with men, but yeah, we need to focus. So yes, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So how that evolved or where, you know, how that came to be is in 2017, I had created a panel for one of the, uh, one of, one of the events that we sponsor. And mm-hmm. this particular organization or event is for LGBTQ plus people. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, what's up with women of color, LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus women of color. So I created a panel to provide LGBTQ plus women of color and allies a platform to use their voices. So that was a very popular um, panel, um, well attended, lots of great um, responses and feedback. And when it was over, they wouldn't leave. So (laughs) a 90 minute, you know, panel each time ended up being, you know, another 15 minutes. So that started and I did it for three years. Again, that was in a workplace. So last year, someone asked um, after the panel, what's next for you? So in December, I started thinking, well, huh, what is next? Oh, I can do it. I can do a podcast. So then we hit, you know, the new year. The focus for me was choose, choose me because my I'm an empty nester. Mm-hmm. And so it was about choosing me, which involved a lot of would involve a lot of travel, but then COVID. So COVID put a stop to that. And then I'm like, OK, you know, have, you know, you have to just pause and, and really understand what's going on in life with COVID and everything. So it wasn't an immediate need to take any action. It was just about being. So once I got past that, I started back reflecting, OK, what's next um, and said, OK, let's do this podcast. But then there was something holding me back and, you know, talk with my coach. And he said, you know, you and I can say the same exact thing to the same people, but they're only going to hear it and receive it from you. I later started reading Brene Brown's Daring Greatly. She mentioned vulnerability and that was it. I'm like, that's what it is. The fear of being vulnerable. Thinking that I had to have everything just right before I launched. And so the next day was Good Friday. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to Nike it and launch. And I launched my podcast. And at the time, I committed to publishing one per month. And I've done one every week um, since. And I have guests already booked in March. 
right? So, you know, the train is going, the journey is going. And it's just an example of when you're doing what you're supposed to do, when you're in alignment with your gifts, your purposes, your passions, things work out. So that's a piece of it. But going back to that panel, so now I say from panel to podcast, but then there's still different iterations of that because in the workplace, I've created a 12-part LGBTQ plus women speaker series. And so the first one kicked off Thursday and it was on authenticity. And so it's just amazing to me how this one panel has multiple iterations. And then even going back to the podcast, you know, I shared on Instagram Um, you know, whatever, just posted about the podcast and someone asked, oh, do we just send stuff to you? We want you to post. And I messaged that person. I'm like, hmm, (laughs) what are you talking about, Willis? And so she asked like, oh, well, don't you, you know, isn't this a a platform for, you know, uplifting women? And I said, it is, it's a podcast. But then I'm like, oh, this is another catch up to the vision moment. So pausing for a moment, I've had several uh, experiences with other people where they said, Hey, have you considered that? You know, what about this? Oh, I would love to see you so on and so forth. And so for me, you know, I said, catch up to the vision. So sometimes people see your path before you do, and then it's up to you if you choose to catch up to that. So this was another catch up to the vision. And I said, Oh, okay. You know what? Yes. And I went and I created a page specific on my website, specifically to elevate voices of women of color, so other voices. And so today was the uh, first day that I published the content from this particular person. And she has a a beautiful story. So make sure, you know, you go to the website and um, check it out. But she has done, and so she's an artist. Um, They're actors, actresses, um, models, and their push is to have more color in media. So in these spaces, you know, different complexions, different ages um, to reflect those different bodies. So that's what I'm highlighting on uh, my website. So my podcast, you know, my goal, my vision is to impact millions of women daily. And one avenue was a podcast. I also have a Facebook group for women of color. That's another. And then now this new one, um, if you will, a blog. So here's three different paths that I have that I provided to empower women of color and to elevate the voices of women of color. Wow. Yes. (laughs) And again, another beautiful iteration, evolution um, unfolding. And because you made a decision to uh, lead boldly. Yeah. And to recognize yeah, to recognize, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because at first I was like, oh, it's a podcast, you know, so you would have a schedule and I don't have anything until next year, you know, and then I said, wait a minute, hold up. No, I can do something else because there are a lot of voices. We talked about this before. So voices is not just, you know, speaking. It's also, it's, it's your expression. So whether it's you speaking, singing, um, creating uh, photographs, you know, it, however, Um, you express yourself that's how I'm defining using your voice and so I don't want to hold that up you know Mm -hmm. so how do I how do I impact now and so the website is a way to go ahead and to impact now and I even have another person who sent me their content before this woman and I just have it on hold because she is the one who you know had the asked the question 
she is the one that I created the, you know, went ahead and, and created the page for. So I wanted to give her the opportunity to be the first voice. And, mm-hmm. and she is. And so now <laughs> I can go ahead and add the, the other, um, the other woman, her voice and, and, and many more. That's amazing. That's amazing. So in utilizing uh, your voice, um, I saw your passion uh, early on, as I mentioned, and I was so grateful. I am so grateful to have individuals like you um, pouring into me, supporting me um, up close and personal um, and as well as from from afar and you know, you think back to our um, what's the math in this expo at the Charles mm-hmm. Wright Museum. I'm like, listen, I don't need to be a part of every component of this, all of these uh, segments. And I was just so happy you were in town to moderate one of our panels. And, I, you know, I've, I listened to the video recording because I stepped away Um because I needed to handle something else, but you did an amazing job engaging our community leaders. And I I just, just like with that experience, um, the purpose of this podcast is to expose those who uh, have a heart for people and who are doing uh, great things in the community. Um, The recognition is wonderful, but they are really planting positive seeds and encouraging others to join forces with them, um, connect with them. I think you all should meet each other. <laughs> That's what, yeah. really what this is about. <laughs> this is, it's about you all should meet each other and yeah. hear each other's stories. And, you know, so it's, it's an audio version of the anthology that's coming up. Um, you mentioned allies. And oftentimes we throw around words and phrases. And of course they have different meanings in different settings. Tell us what you mean by allies as it relates to um, the focus and your target audience for the uh, an intimate conversation with women of color platform, because it's more than a podcast. What do you yeah. mean by allies? Yeah, so you know, you're right, it's a platform, it's a movement. And so mm-hmm. um, when I created the first panel, what I meant by allies, it was my way of bringing in, including women who are not LGBTQ or plus, Mm -hmm. but are Mm -hmm. doing work in that space. So such as myself, I'm not in that community, but that's the work that I do. And I had someone else on the panel. She's not in a community. That was the work that she does. So in order to include her and then, you know, and also myself, that's where the allies came in. So we were doing the work in support of LGBTQ plus persons. So that is one way of an ally. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't call myself an ally. I have Mm -hmm. really never said that I was an ally because Mm -hmm. I don't feel that that's something that you term yourself. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually, it's an action, it's a verb, it's what you do. And so Mm -hmm. recently, so I can say that, but as far as being an ally, you know, Mm -hmm. what you do, um, what does it look like is you're an accomplice, you're an advocate. Um, it doesn't just have to be for LGBTQ plus, it could be for anything. For me, I'm advocating for women of color. Now, in this mm-hmm. case, I can say I'm an advocate. I can say I'm an ally, whatever. I mean, I don't have to even say any of that. I am a woman of color. 
So Mm -hmm. I am doing these things for me and for other women who look like me, different shades of me, different, you know, versions of me to give us, give us that focus. And for me also is to normalize seeing women of color in all spaces. So the thing that I'm working on, the speaker series, I'm very intentional. I need to see lots of color (laughs) on that stage, if you will. So I want it to be when you look, you think it's a of color program. No, it's not. It's just a program because it should be normal for you to see black and brown people in places and spaces. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. get away from that. Oh, it's just one, you know, oh, we got a black mm-hmm. one, so we can't have, no, 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 no. You don't have three, four <laughs> Latina, uh, Asian, whatever. We don't have a whole mix. You know, it's going to look like the United Nations or whatever and things that I'm doing, you know, provided I'm able, you know, able to find those people for those certain things. Um, th- that's my intention. So that's also part of what my focus is. And so that's me advocating for mm-hmm. women of color. So along the same lines, um, let's stick with the A's. So we hear allies, we hear advocates, we hear activists. Um, you introduced me to uh, Minda Hart's through uh, the memo. Now yes. I had seen her, you know, in passing, some tweets, some, but I hadn't really dug in. I was like, oh, that's powerful. And, you know, I had um, a bookmark to go back. But when you, through one of our conversations, was so excited, like <clears throat> this podcast and this, little, and you were talking about corporate experiences. Um, and we were able to expand our conversation into the education arena uh, because that's my background. Um, it was just amazing to me that women are just, we're disregarded. Our opinions are disregarded. Um, and I, I was happy to hear women standing up and advocating, but I was also disheartened by the fact that we're still doing this. I ran away from education because um, there were just too many um, strikes. I was like, why would I enter a profession where they they have to fight to get paid and do the right thing and help children? Um, But I'm I'm happy to see this movement and the fact that people are so comfortable um, and that they are offering very specific suggestions and ways that any and everybody can become an ally, an advocate, um, an activist, um, depending on where they are and, and their roles and their level of comfort. Um, how do you see, if at all, activists, allies, advocates, do you see any difference? Yeah, absolutely. So the activists, they're taking a stronger stance. Um, mm-hmm. And Minda actually what was um, an activist or started her activism last year, right? Mm. And so probably even, and even before I would say Mm -hmm. um, with her podcast, because she has secured a hashtag secure to seat podcast. And so Mm -hmm. her podcast was the very first one where I'm like, Oh, okay. I can listen to podcasts, you know? And through yeah, absolutely. I had listened to someone's before her and I'm like, I don't get it. What is this? Um, (laughs) It just didn't appeal to me. And so how I was introduced to Mendes is last year, I believe it was Essence on social media. They were marketing her, the pre-sale of her book, The Memo. 
And so um, I think I looked at it and then saw that she had a pod. I pre-ordered, saw that she had a podcast and started listening to her podcast like every day when I walked. And so through her, I was also introduced to Simone Morris, who was my other favorite podcaster, Mm -hmm. and then Stephen Hart. Um, mm-hmm. my third favorite. So those are my three favorite podcasters and I enjoy listening to them and they all have a different focus. So with Minda, um, you know, as I said, you know, she did her podcast, then her book came out, then, you know, she was on a world tour and I look at her as she is the voice of women of color in corporate America. I've even said to people like, if you want to know how I feel, check out her <laughs> book, check out, mm-hmm. check out her podcast. Right. And it's not, she's interviewing people. So she's having different women of color coming in with their perspectives. And one that stood out and resonated with me the most um, was a woman said that she worked in an environment. Maybe she had a cubicle or an office, same one that she's had for, you know, a period of time. So she comes to work with a different hairstyle. Oh, I didn't recognize you. Oh, I didn't know that was you. How did you not? There's only one or two of us. I'm in the same spot that I've always been in. And that is so true. And I thought about how they don't recognize us. They, you know, it's, it's often, it's, it's hard for them to our names, um, Mm -hmm. get us mixed up with others. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just the disrespect and dismissal being dismissive of us. Mm -hmm. And so what do you mean by they, can you tell us what you're, the, oh, you know what? I refer to it as the majority. So others. So maybe okay. others who are not people of color, not black folks. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, leaders. I wasn't sure. <laughs> and, 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 and I wasn't sure if you were meaning men, leadership, who? And I don't, you know, which we, we each try to be non-judgmental and get details before commenting and you know that's what we do in our conversations like okay girl who you talking about right okay right. who so oh, thank yeah. you yeah thank so you. like the same one the same pretty mm-hmm. much the same they that's not mm-hmm. being the teachers <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> you, know, you know who they are girl it's the same day as it's ever been you know for, for 400 plus years the same day <laughs> but um so you know recently so since Minda has been and talking and getting out and sharing and you know my my thought process is if you really want to do diversity and inclusion you need to have Minda and if you don't invite Minda to come speak then you're not really that serious um, because for me you have to also want to make changes and so listening to Minda you understand you know some concerns that we have as women of color our experiences and then to be able to do something about it. So that's a piece that's often lacking in, in spaces. So with Minda, you know, I've had some, some moments where I'm thinking, oh, should I say something? And then I reflect on Minda. And then I think, well, if it's not me, then who? So that's where the turn into activism, um, I feel, is raising things that, okay, you didn't see what just happened? <laughs> like, that doesn't bother you? Like, wait, what's going on here and to raise those things. And so that's where I'm at now. And I am using my voice more in that case, in that situation to bring things up, like, wait a minute, hold on, you know? And as I said before, I'm now being invited to these places because of my voice, because of my directness, because of what I have to say internally, externally, um, being recognized for that. And what I, what I say is we don't need to have another committee. We don't have another meeting. We don't need any data to know what it is. 
what are we going to do? And it's not even a we, because I'm not in a position of power. What are you going to do? There are some things that you can do. So what are you going to do to make sure that when you have folks at the table, Hey, 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 part two. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned I'm not in a position of power. So what are you going to do? I beg to differ, ma'am. <laughs> I beg to differ. You have led boldly by posing a question, um, by using your space and your um, autonomy to create different opportunities, um, panels, um, the way you submit your reports, et cetera, you're showing, you're leading, you know, um, even down to conversations about, you know, outreach in the community. You are in a position of power. And I pray that you never, ever say that to anyone else. And I encourage you to ask, what are we going to do? Because guess what? We talk about not having a seat at the table. That conversation is telling them I'm available. So I'm not going to put it all on you. Let's do this. Don't give away your power. And they probably didn't see it as that, but you know. Oh, hey, yeah. That's what friends you know what? do. That's what sisters do. No, 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 no. You it, tell it, them that again. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, and so let me add a little bit more context. Mm -hmm. Yes, clearly everything you said. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I do stand in power. However, I'm not the one that's in that position to make that specific change. I'm raising it up for you to do it. So I'm coming to you with the solutions. I'm coming to you with here's what needs to happen. You have to do it. So that's what I'm talking about. And that's, you know, part of the conversation. So absolutely never giving away power, um, making so, it very clear. So do you think those in those decision makers, so to speak, overall, just in general, do you think that they are really, can they do the work without us though? Oh God, no. Absolutely okay. not. So how much power do they really have? Well, they, so I guess we can look at it in, from a place of systemic, mm -hmm. um, systematic. And mm -hmm. so that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. They are they, in the position to hire, to promote people. Uh -huh. That's the power that they have. They are in the position to do that. So that's, so the, when I say that, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm not mm -hmm. in a position to hire or promote anybody. So mm -hmm. that's the power that I don't have. Oh, I'm very powerful. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. However, I don't have that particular power. You do. So here's my set suggestion and recommendation as to how you can solve this particular problem. Like, mm -hmm. you know, all in all of this is basically, you know, of course, coming from the murder of George Floyd and then, you know, the changes in the world because it mm -hmm. was seen and felt around the world and it wasn't anything new. It was just the latest for us. Mm -hmm. What it was is that they, um, others saw what we see often. They saw it with their own eyes. They witnessed this. Mm -hmm. And so now you have an outcry, you have a movement It's global people all over are like, this is not going, this is, this is not going to work. We're not, accepting this any longer and so you mm -hmm. have that then you have what in the workplace was well, not just an outside uh, 
problem or situations, there are things that can be done in the workplace. So the person who is in that position, who has that title, Mm -hmm. um, authority to, to hire and promote people, Mm -hmm. we need you to do that. And we need you to, to be aware and be intentional about making sure that you're putting people of color in those positions Mm-hmm. because they're not mm-hmm. those are things that they can do my mm-hmm. power I have the power to raise it and to even hold them accountable but mm-hmm. I don't have the power to do it yet because mm-hmm. you don't come on with that come on I heard that not yet <laughs> so you aren't <laughs> you you aren't the fine you don't have the final say and so that's what you meant by um Yes. Power. Gotcha. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just no, I'm and, like, and please do, right? Because we're so this is an audience and we want them to hear. We want them to know. Absolutely. When we're talking about power, we are extremely powerful. Like on my podcast, I said, What do you tell the voiceless? And several of, of my guests are like, Well, I don't believe anybody is voiceless. Yes. So to your point, you know, we're not without power, it's just mm-hmm. different. There's different mm-hmm. levels to all of this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So thank you. Thank you for raising that to make that clear. And another thing I wanted to make clear, you know, going back to authenticity, be your authentic self. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what another person thinks and feels. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing anything that's intentionally hurting anybody, then Mm -hmm. do and be you. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, and they'll adjust. And if they don't, they don't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes, yes. So we talked about corporate, we talked about how you've blended your um, professional and personal passions together. You also mentioned just doing you. Let's talk more about that. Your empty nester, just doing you in this season. Tell us how you're living better and some strategies or resources that you're tapping into um, to do that. Um, and I'm curious to hear what have you had to unlearn? Yeah. So as far as what doing me looks like now during this, this period of COVID is really, so before, right before COVID, um, I was in Houston and I bought my first piece of art from a, um, artist. And when I got home, I'm like, oh, I want to commission her to create something for me, but then COVID. And so I'm like, yeah, let's hold off because you know, people are, oh, we're not spending money. We don't know what's you know about to jump off or whatever. So after a while I said, you know what? That's okay. I'm good. Ma'am, I would like a painting. <laughs> I wanted to focus on choose me. I, you know, share with her, you know, what my theme was. And so she created something. So I have a second piece in my home um, as a result of that. So I started thinking about, well, what things can I do um, along that choosing me that I'm not able to do because of COVID because you know I love to travel so traveling was my thing as if I was going on a work trip I was extending it for personal like all of this was about to happen um, for this year but it's not so then I had to pivot and so the the choosing me or what I'm doing for myself is really is still I'm one of those ones it, it's kind of hard because what I really have focused on is my podcast, is my platform. How do I impact women? How do I give them, you know, the movement, you know, the, the getting those voices out there, empowering, impacting, you know, elevating. That's really what my focus has been and not so much on just me as an individual. 
Like I not only COVID, I also have a COVID mind to whereas I really was barely leaving my house, like not even going on the porch just to sit to chill. You know, I'm still I'm grinding on, you know, an intimate conversation with women of color and then grinding in the workplace because there are several things that I'm creating and I am a creator. So I, you know, and I found that sometimes you wonder, well, why are you in this situation? Why are you having to do this? Why are you having to do that? Because all of it is a foundation for where it is that you're going. So you know that the role that I have is a role that I had wanted for like five years. And not only did I want it, but I basically, you know, put in the work to make it happen and, and put it into work is being involved in things that are related to it, making those connections, building those relationships, letting people, you know, who are in that position um, to hire, um, promote, to make them aware of my interests and find out from them, you know, hey, you know, what would I need to do? And here's what I am doing. So, you know, fast forward you know, it happened. And as you said, you and my son were a part of that because you were. And for him, I, I share with him what I'm doing because I lead by example. Yes. I want him to know and what to see. I want him to know what it looks like. And right the night before my interview, I had a cartoon created. I showed it to him and he said, man, I guess you do have to put in the work if you want something. You know, he said something to, to that effect. And so when I got the job, I made sure to let him know because look, effort, look what it got you, you know, mm -hmm. or, you know, and it got me to this and it, you know, and it, the results are not always going to be that exact thing that you want. It, you know, it, it may look differently, but the point is you're not going to get to that if you don't put in the effort, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not necessarily going to just appear. Right. Mm -hmm. And if it does appear, then there, there's no story and there's no journey and, and there's, you know, nothing in that to be able to, share with somebody there's no story to tell and so what I recognize about myself is everything for me is designed for me to tell a story mm -hmm. so like when I mentioned the panel that I had created I was preparing some colleagues the year before to do a leadership um, workshop at this particular event and so the next year I'm like wait a minute no um, there's a gap and I'm going to fill this gap and that led to, you know, them asking me to uh, review future proposals for workshops that led to them asking me to host a vision that they had in two of our different locations um, to this year, them asking me to review the award submissions, you know, so that small act, if you will, has elevated to all of that, right? That's just one, that's just one space. As I said, I've created, and for those two events, I also created a panel for those. And one of them was the featured panel. And then, you know, the, tw the 12 part series that I mentioned, that's an extension of that. Then I created another <laughs> panel submission for another event. I was going to moderate that. And then yesterday I said, you know what? let me offer this to someone else who is kind of a behind the scenes person who really should be up front. Mm -hmm. And so I said, Hey, I want you to do this. And they accept it. So I gave away, you know, my opportunity because you have to get at a point where, like you said, I don't always have to be out front, you know, um, let me give someone else that, that exposure because I'm still going to get it. Right. I created mm -hmm. it. It's, mm -hmm. My name is still attached to it, whether or not I'm moderating it or not. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. Well, yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes. So what are you unlearning? Yeah. What are you unlearning right now? Like this past month, this past week, I want you to go too far. What have you noticed that you needed to unlearn? We're just talking about self-awareness now. No career, not being a mama, just being you in this stage in your life. What have you noticed that you need to unlearn? Yeah, that's a good, and thank you for, you know, narrowing it down because I would have went to work, right? <laughs> <laughs> I already know. That's where Look. I was going to go, right? And I'm like, well, hey, what did I? But no, because you know what What I would say I, is what I said. I had a quarantine state of mind. I had to unlearn that. I have to mm. unlearn this. So that meant I had to step out and sit on the porch. That meant now, mm-hmm. wait, I, I'm grinding on my computer. I can do this on the porch. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be in my front room office. Take this to the porch. You know, I, I have a bike. I got a bike for my 20 year anniversary that I only rode it the one time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I started, let me get on my bike, you know, let me ride over to the coffee shop and pick up some coffee and whatever, you know, being so, you know, still distancing. Um, mm-hmm. But that's what I had to unlearn. I had to get out of that mindset because for me, I always worked at home. So that's nothing mm-hmm. different. Right. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, now everybody, you know, at one point, everybody was at home, you know, and then it was, I got so used to not going and doing that I had to um, unlearn that. And so it's a slow, gradual process mm-hmm. for me because mm-hmm. I'm, I didn't really do a lot around the city. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's a travel, hopping on a plane and going somewhere, you know, maybe even hopping in a car. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> So I have to unlearn just that COVID state of mind, that quarantine state of mind and go ahead and kind of push myself to kind of step out and, you know, just make sure that I'm just distancing. Um, And it wasn't that it was a fear of contracting COVID or anything like that. It was just that state of mind. Like we in, you know, we're quarantined. And so my mind just got into that. And like I said, to just grinding um, whatever it is I was working on. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that was um, just your way of being because you've worked remotely for so long and you hadn't given yourself permission to get out because, oh, okay, all right, I'll just stay here? Or did you notice something else that happened? Yeah, so, so I would say yes to that because it, so it, so before I was starting to get out a little bit, right? So we, we have this HR group of women that are local mm-hmm. and, you know, we would meet and, and you know, it's me putting it together. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always putting something together. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I was doing that and, you know, and we met. So I did that, right? Um, it may pop, you know, not even so much even going anywhere to have a drink, but just meeting with other people. So now all of that had been squashed. So then it be, then it turned into, now we're doing all these virtual, right? So I have, I host a Tuesday tre- trekking on Tuesdays. I host a tea time on Tuesdays. I don't drink tea, but you know, tea time. I don't know why. It goes together. I don't know why. No, ma'am, I'm a coffee person. I have a cup right there. Ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, just wait. 
Oh no 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 no! I'm gonna come to tea, you know, tea time, Tony. I'm I'm gonna come, and I, I know. know I've missed missed them. I know, um, but it's doing that is something that I've wanted to do. But <laughs> but my thing is, I move things virtually, right? Yes, like, yes, I know. We have virtual happy hours. Yeah, I'm just teasing. I know. <laughs> but yeah, drink what you want to drink. Right. Uh, okay, I'm gonna move on from there. <laughs> <laughs> just scattering. But I was just wondering if it was um anything significant because you know we're we're hearing how people are really having challenges transitioning into re- remote working or virtual spaces and being overwhelmed and that's a part of your norm. You've been doing it, but yeah, yet you notice, hey, I had this quarantine state of mind. So for you it was more more than working remotely and I was curious but I didn't want to interrupt you about why why you labeled it that I was trying to so I I, I was probing to see what yeah. was it specifically because it really wasn't I mean that's the easiest way to describe it how you're feeling possibly but I was like what what was it really because she's been doing this forever um right so cool cool what um what are you doing um for self-care during this time yeah. So since um, yeah, so since things have opened up a little bit, um, I've actually resumed getting my massages and facials. Ooh. So that's a part of self care. I have committed to journaling. Not so I would do it. Like I've always loved to journal, and it was something I did a lot. But I kind of got away and would only journal when I felt, oh yeah, you know something, you know, not necessarily significant but oh, okay this thing happened today so let me write about it so whereas now I'm doing it every night so I can really just think and reflect on the day so whatever whatever the day brought that's what I'm writing about so that's a form of self-care as well um, even buying products you know facial products so I've been supporting black businesses um, mm-hmm. really been on a roll look forward to you know the mail you know for my stuff my packages yes. but even you know purchasing um, you know some products and then waist beads so years ago I'm like oh I can't wait to you know flatten the stomach a little bit to wear waist beads well guess what stomach is not flat (laughs) um it is what it is it's my belly it's part of me it's you know it's held life it it sustains me so I went ahead and I purchased two two waist beads so I have those I haven't put them on just yet um and yesterday so yesterday's uh podcast episode the person I spoke to, she is a self-care. Um, she created a Zen and Bougie uh, subscription box specifically for self-care. And there's a product in there. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. Did she say Zen and Bougie? Come yes, on ma'am. With that. Yes. Come on. Come yes. on. Yes, she did. <laughs> I saw your post and I was like, yeah. okay, I gotta come back to this. because You gotta come to it and you have to listen to yes. it because that, listen, that put, that conversation put the intimate in an intimate conversation with women of color and when you listen you'll know what i'm talking about but there's a product that she has that i said i need to we need to talk about this okay okay (laughs) and wait a minute just that name just that name yeah zen and bougie like, okay, so all right, okay, all right, okay, it was catchy. That made me want to <laughs> dig deeper, but I did see the post. I was like, no, because I, you know, I have to be in that state of mind so I can yeah. take notes. Yeah, so yes. I can take notes because I know for each of your guests, um, when I listen, uh, and then I go to their site, mm-hmm. you know, I, I not necessarily study it, but okay. um, I make time and space to get to know them through their work. I love so that. it's not just the podcast, 
I know how intentional you are about your guests um, and your community. So if I'm going to listen, I want to be respectful and I want to give time (laughs) because I always learn something. So I was like, I already know I'm going deep. Just stop. No, just wait. So again, salute, salute to you for just, that's just who you are. Like we come to your house for the boys. We know there's something for the mamas. You don't have to brush (laughs) off Uh, whether you're going to stay there or you're going somewhere else. Come on. So we have to be mentally prepared (laughs) for a journey. For an experience. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? That cool. is absolutely true. And and that was one of those moments where you do want to take some time, as well as the project that I mentioned that I shared mm-hmm. on my website today. Um, both yes. of those are definitely ones. But going back to the one, so Zen and Muji, and you know, you talked about connecting people. I was able to connect her with Kaylin um Foy. Risker. So oh, Foy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. I yes, was able to connect them because yes. they have similar backgrounds, right? Okay. And so I made that connection. Um, and the woman who connected me with her was my very first guest. So very good. Yeah, it you know, like you said, it's a sisterhood, it's a movement. That's what an intimate conversation with women of color is all about. Yeah, we need that um that kitchen table talk, so to speak, that uh leaning in and listening to our peers and our elders that wisdom there's just wisdom through learned experience and that's that's what this is about as well like hey I don't I can easily write something or support you from afar um, but I, I embrace these conversations because they are just nuggets um, that I can carry with me and pull out when I need it if I don't need to Uh, utilize it right then and there or to pass it on. So thank you for sharing that. What are you uh, reading right now that inspires you? Yeah. So at this moment, nothing. Um, What I did finish uh, a couple of weeks ago was it's about damn time and that's by Arlen Hamilton. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was your what was one of your takeaways? I yes. haven't ordered it yet. I've been following yeah. the podcast and all so that. what resonated the most with me was create your own headline. And Ooh. so I did create my own headline. So this was several actually several probably a month or two ago when I read that part. Um and I created my own headline. And so Shortly thereafter, I was talking to my one of my a potential guests. Mm-hmm. And so she mentioned something. And I said to her, I'm like, you know, she was just, you know, suggesting another platform, like another way to take things up a level, you know, just, you know, that catch up to the moment or catch up to the vision type moment, which I didn't even recognize the catch up to the vision, vision just yet. But anyway, so she said something, shared something. And I told her about the headline. I said, you know, so my headline is basically from panel to podcast, you know, that's part of the headline. And then basically what's next. And so she was like kind of filling in the gap of what could be next. And so I was able to share that with her. I was so excited about it. But the headline, creating your headline, what is it that you want said about you or what is it? And so when I pray. I Mm -hmm. recite the headline that I've created for myself. So Mm -hmm. from panel podcast Nina Garrett empowers you know millions of women of color daily through her podcast uh through her Facebook group through um my website empowerment centers etc 
So that 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 is an evolving headline, but that's mm-hmm. where we're starting. Mm-hmm. I love it. And in terms of uh, your, I mean, because you're a believer, so I'm just going to ask you that question. I'm very um, sensitive to um, where people are in their walks and all that, but I know you are, so I'm going to ask you, is there a specific scripture that you're standing on in this season or that has stood out to you? You know what? No, no. No particular scripture. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just the praying and just knowing and recognizing Mm -hmm. that God has me. Um, And it's while, you know, just making sure. And and I say, I'm like, God, I know this is what you want me to do because of how it evolves, how it's, it's, it's kind of seamless. You know, it was, you know, he was waiting. He, he planted the seed for me to do the podcast early last year. Actually, he did it in the beginning of, of 2019, you know? And so it was just like, oh, okay, I'm, you know, I want to do a podcast, but that's all it was. And then I had to go through the year. I had to get to that panel for someone to ask, well, what's next? Then for me to get to thinking about it, then for me to go ahead and said, okay, I need to look, why am I hesitant, you know, and then have, and then to get that revelation, fear being vulnerable so that when Mm -hmm. I did launch, I can call a thing what it is to be able to motivate, encourage someone else those other people who are in the same situation wanting to do something, something being put in their spirit, a seed planet that they're just, for whatever reason, whether it's being vulnerable, whatever the fear is, it was a fear, you know, and then for them to like, well, dang, you know, she, she's felt the same way I am and did it anyway. And I can even hear like when I'm interviewing, like I can hear, there was one interview when I was like, oh my God, I really noticed a difference. And it might've been like, I think it might've been five or seven. Um, and I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> you know, and from then it has just gotten better. And even, you know, with yours, I felt real relaxed with it. And then the one this week, you know, we were laughing, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's an evolution to whereas you, things are happening to let me know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I'm just very thankful, but there is no particular scripture, um, you know, that I recite or, or think about. It's just a relationship is just knowing that, okay, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and let me just continue and God, you know, just, just keep, you know, directing my steps or whatnot. See, that's why I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's another reason I love you that relationship with him her whatever you want to call it my god right is the best relationship I've ever had and when I surrender I stop and surrender and um, acknowledge and support and uplift the gifts of those he sent to me I'm so much better sister I want to say thank you thank you for being who you are thank you for walking boldly, um, making decisions to to move forward, to pause when necessary, to pour into others, um, and to uh, just be an example. Um, we have a part two of this podcast because I am not editing anything. I, I'm not trying <laughs> to be any of that. I'm being obedient to God and even doing this podcast that I gave myself permission last week. I said, oh, I'm going to launch last. No, nope. I called you. I am on the acre 
that FM platform <laughs> because of you. I called you before this platform, before this podcast. I was like, I think I deleted my uh, first episode. Uh, but because I can be vulnerable and transparent with you um, and not, I, I'm not concerned about anything. I mean, a part of that is just my self-confidence and my self-awareness. But just knowing that you are genuine, you know, you are being your authentic self. Um, I'm not going to say unapologetic because we throw that around sometimes. <laughs> you are, um, you're careful when you speak. You, you're not trying to hurt anyone else or pass on whatever you're going through. <laughs> um I, I know you genuinely care about me and those that you connect with. Um, even if it's a stranger, you, you are led by the spirit. I'll just call it what it is. <laughs> you led by the spirit. I, <laughs> and I want to acknowledge his light shining through you. Keep shining sister. I appreciate you. I love you. I'm, I am celebrating you. I am. Yeah. We, we're doing this. We're doing this together. Um, and I'm just, just glad that he brought you into my life. And now, now that others through your platforms, as well as through this uh, 100 story project, others will be able to hear you and connect with you and uh, grow with you. You know what? That That's beautiful. I love that. That It's a project. And I have to tell you this, you know, mutual, you know, I have the feelings are the same and I'm going to tell you how much. So I don't have a perm. I did get my hair done the other day. I am standing in a hot closet <laughs> to make sure that the sound is good for you. And yes, I am Puff, the Magic Dragon. All for you. For my Ooh. love for you, sister. Listen, sister, sorry. <laughs> Get out that closet. Get out that closet. Listen, I'm going to end on this note. You told me early. You was like, I'm not talking to you for two yes. hours today, Tommy yes. Jones. So. Yes. So, <laughs> be well. See you soon. Thank you, sis. <laughs> All right. Take care. And congratulations. <laughs> Thank Bye. you. You're Bye. welcome. <laughs>